Hello and welcome to Safe Travels. I'm your host, Damien. The Safe Travels podcast is about finding expert advice so that you can sit back and relax and enjoy worry-free travels. This is the summer of the road trip, at least that's what everybody is saying. But even though you're going to be avoiding air travel, there are still some steps that you can take on the road to stay safe in regards to coronavirus. Today I'm speaking with Megan Tenney from Family Gap Year Guide, who is out on the road with her family, her husband and her four kids, and they're traveling around. They've actually been doing this for a couple of years, and they've done it all through coronavirus. So they have a lot of experience. I really want you to get an on-the-ground report. Megan has some great insights about what she has seen out there, different regulations in various areas, how to find out what is and isn't open, and she gives a good general report of the conditions and what to expect. It's a very short show, less than 15 minutes. Show notes will be available. Go to our Twitter feed at Safe Travels FM. Please enjoy this chat with Megan Tenney from Family Gap Year Guide. Megan, thank you very much for joining today. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Would you mind introducing yourself to the audience so they can understand who you are and what you do, what you're up to? For sure. So I'm Megan Tenney, and I'm a full-time family traveler. My family of six has been traveling the U.S. for the past two years. So that's me and my husband, and we have four kids, and they are 12, 9, 7, and 4, and they're boy, girl, boy, girl. So we travel in our minivan and primarily stay at Airbnbs, usually for four weeks at a time. My husband and I work remote jobs, and we homeschool the kids. So most days are actually just regular daily life. Like most people, we just happen to be in a new location every month. And then in the evenings and on the weekends, we get to explore the city that we're in. So you've been doing this for a couple of years, you said. So you've been doing this through coronavirus and the lockdowns and the restrictions and everything. That's right. So we started in September 2018. And when coronavirus kind of came on the scene, we did have a couple months where we kind of hunkered down and we stayed with my mother-in-law, really lucky to have that place to go to. And then when states started reopening, we kind of hit the road again and being a little more cautious this time. But yep, we're back out on the road. Well, great. That's why we got in touch. Everybody is talking about road trips this summer, RV trips and car trips. And I wanted to get a sense of what things were like out on the road as far as safety and mask usage and just the general feeling of safety on the road. So what would be your overview right now? What should people know before they're going out on the road? Well, that's a really good point. A lot of people are looking to the domestic travel right now. They're looking to road trips, feeling like it's maybe a safer way to go about traveling. And something to note, though, is that requirements are really can be really different from state to state, and even in some cases from city to city. So my biggest recommendation is just to do your research, know where you're going, and just know from state to state what the situation is, what's open, what maybe restrictions do they have in place. So I can share a couple of examples. And we were headed to, this was early May, we were headed to South Carolina and they were just starting to open up their beaches, but North Myrtle Beach was opening, but Myrtle Beach was not. And the one just south of there was opening, but not for sitting on the beach. You had to be walking or running. So a matter of a few feet and the restrictions were really different. So that was just definitely something to stay in touch with and know what the restrictions were from place to place. Right Right now we're in Kentucky, which it's really interesting actually to look from state to state what's opening and what's not. So movie theaters are open here. And every place that we're going, even though I say it's open, every place is taking 
precautions and they are only opening to a certain capacity and they're upping their cleaning standards and everywhere has signs talking about social distancing. So that's just something to keep in mind as well. But the playgrounds are closed here. So you can go see a movie, but you can't go play on a playground. But we're also just a few miles away from Indiana where playgrounds are open. So we could just drive across state lines and play on a playground over there with the kids. Now that's of course just relying on what the local government has decided. That's not saying it's safe over there and it's not safe over here. So personal choices have to come into play there as well. Something else that we did is when we went out on the road again, starting in May, we drove to Florida. We actually wanted to surprise my parents who live there 30 hours away, drove 30 hours without telling them and showed up at their door. So that was exciting for them. But to get into Florida, they did stop traffic and said, are you coming from New York was one of the ones they mentioned, New York, Louisiana, they mentioned. And if you said, no, we haven't been in those states, they let you go on. And if you, and that was our situation. So we we looked this up ahead of time to see what people were saying online. Like, what are they going to ask? What do they want to know? And then what will they tell us to do? And people were saying, if you had been in one of those states, they were going to send you to another stop point where they, they might ask, like, have you been sick? I'm not sure exactly what else they asked, but then they would tell you, okay, you need a quarantine for, I can't remember if it was 12 or 14. 14 days. So that was something that was different. You know, we've never been stopped at a state line before. And we were considering going to Maine this summer. Things are pretty shut down there. That's my home state. That's where I grew up. So I always love a good Maine visit. So we were planning on going to Maine this summer. It's pretty locked down there, but that's my home state. So I always love visiting Maine. But I looked up their requirements. And if you were to go in, actually, they've relaxed the requirements a little bit, I think, for like Vermont and New Hampshire residents. It it might not apply to them, but if you're from further out, then you do have to quarantine for 14 days. Or if you show a recent negative COVID-19 test, then you don't have to do that. That requirement Mm. is waived. So a good idea to to keep an eye on those different openings and restrictions as you're traveling. Right. It seems so. It seems different everywhere. I have a few questions. So you say research is key. Is there a resource that you're going to, or are you Googling and just finding whatever you find online? I'm a real good Googler, and I think it's helpful to look at both. There are some sites that are just kind of recording everything. They're like, okay, here's where all 50 states are at. And then for like the state of Maine requirements, I was on the state of Maine website uh, specific okay. to them. And then it's also useful to find just what fellow travelers are saying, maybe in forums, answering questions, because that might just be the most up-to-date information that you'll find is someone that's like, oh, I was just there yesterday and this is what happened to me. Right. But it doesn't seem like there's a central source where you can go and look up a list of your states and and see what's there. You really need to do a little bit of research and digging around, it sounds like. Yeah, I think so. Because even those Mm -hmm. ones that say, here's all 50 states, they're not always updated. Right. And then for little things like you mentioned the playgrounds and little things like that, is that a case where you'll just go and there'll be a sign at the playground that says it's closed and it'll give some information about that? Yeah. Sometimes there's signs. We've seen one location that had like yellow caution tape around it. Playgrounds are kind of open. So in some cases, that's kind of hard to really shut it down. We've seen swings like zip tied, so you can't swing on the swings. Okay. But it's also encouraging to hear that everybody is doing something. You mentioned that every business is taking some sort of precaution, either limiting capacity or are there a lot of mask requirements or signs on businesses saying that you need to have masks on? Yes, there are. And 
I've noticed certain places are more vigilant about it than others. So I noticed that it seems like gas stations and grocery stores, sometimes they'll have a sign and it depends on where you are. It might say it's required or it might say it's recommended, but I haven't really seen those kinds of places cracking down on it. Whereas I went to a mall the other day and there were people standing in front of the individual stores that were kind of helping customers to understand like, you have to have a mask past this point and they're keeping track of how many people are going into the store. And if there's too many people in there, they'll have people wait before they can enter. So you're saying gas and grocery are less vigilant. They're a bit easier going. That's what I've seen. Yeah. Which is funny because that's that's kind of a big transfer area for so many people. Yeah, that's a good point. Although I I also think that people in general are keeping themselves to a higher standard. I know that we were for a long time kind of just trusting the local legislation, the local leaders and what they were saying as far as you need to wear a mask, you don't need to wear a mask and just kind of sticking to the regulations. But more recently, we felt like, no, we should just wear a mask when we go out and we're in somewhere, even if it's not completely required. It's probably just a best practice for now. Mm -hmm. What percentage, if you had to take a guess, how many people are wearing masks when you go? Maybe give an example of the gas station and grocery and then just in general other businesses. Hmm. I would say just walking through the grocery store, maybe 75%. That's just kind of a guess, but just from what I've seen, yeah. Which that's surprising. That's more than I would have guessed Hmm. considering it's not mandatory. So that's good to know that people are opting to do that. Yeah. Okay. And then I was going to ask about motels. Are you staying in motels or Airbnbs? So we mostly stay in Airbnbs. We'll stay in a hotel if it's just like on the way, if we need to stop, or if we're going to a city just to visit really briefly a couple nights. Financially, we found it makes more sense to do hotels if it's a short period of time, Airbnbs if it's a longer period of time. So yes, we will stay in hotels. As far as I've seen, most of them are open right now, with the exception of hotels in certain places that are more of a destination in and of themselves, the resort hotels where you go to have the experience of being at that hotel. Some of those are closed right now. In general, have you had specific concerns about safety on your trip? What's your overall feeling with that? Honestly, we really haven't worried about it too much. I mean, we try to do our best to protect other people from us. We haven't had any symptoms at all. We stick to whatever the regulations are. And like I said, we've kind of been upping it a little bit more. Even if we're not required to wear a mask, we feel like we probably should right now. Everybody in the family has a mask. We keep them on us just so that we always have them. We keep hand sanitizer in the car and use it anytime we're leaving the car, anytime we come back into the car, just to kind of feel like we're being as safe and as responsible as we can be. In a few weeks, we're actually headed back to my mother-in-law's house to stay with her for a little bit. And we do plan to get tested ahead of time before we go stay with her just because she's elderly and we want to make sure we're not passing anything on to her. Okay. You mentioned kids. So have you had any special challenges with kids and safety or getting them to comply with masks and kind of play along with all of this? Well, it's kind of funny. The masks are such a novelty that our three-year-old or, well, she's almost four, our four-year-old will say, I want to wear my mask. I want to play doctor. Let me wear my mask. So it's Mm -hmm. fun to her, which is great so that she doesn't complain about wearing it. And I think the older kids, they understand what's going on in the world and they understand it's a best practice. The thing is kids forget. So we'll walk through a store and they'll just touch any that they're looking at that that interests them, that's bright and shiny, they want to touch it. The little one might be more apt to put her mouth on a cart or something. So Mm -hmm. I just try to pay a little more attention. I mean, even without coronavirus, I don't need them putting their mouths on things. That's Um, the usual stuff that kids do. So in in this case, it's just a little bit more stressful, I'm sure. Yeah. So I just try to keep 
an eye on them. And, and in most cases, I'm not bringing them into stores unless we really need to, but just keeping an eye on them a little closer. Right. You know, and I've read other reports of people traveling in various parts of the country and they'll be taking precautions and wearing masks and they'll get looks from other people. Maybe it's in an area where people are less concerned. Have you experienced any of that? No, I actually feel the opposite. And and it's changed a lot over the past three, four months. Like at first I felt really kind of self-conscious going into a store with a mask on and I would base whether or not I wore it on what everybody else was doing. But now if I were to go into a store not wearing one, I think I'd feel more like I was getting looks like you should be wearing one. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And how about just in general, any preparation tips, any special preparation that you've had to do other than masks? Well, I mentioned the hand sanitizer, just having it in the car if you're going to be driving a long distance. It might also be a good idea if you can have a cooler in the car and bring at least, let's say, one meal along with you to just to cut down on how many times you're going into a store or into a restaurant to food. You know, it's always good to be prepared in that way. The other thing I think would be good is I mentioned earlier paying attention to the restrictions and the openings, but also just store hours. Because if you're used to your local Walmart being open 24 hours, it's not anymore. And I've seen very few places right now that are open 24-7. So if you're like us and you like to go real hardcore and sometimes drive all through the night, just be aware that not only are places reducing their hours, but Google's not up to date and even store websites are not always up to date. So it's a little harder than usual to be able to plan what's going to be open and where can we stop. So just be really on top of that. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. That's a good thing to point out. I've noticed it locally that people have adjusted their hours and you can Google a business, but like you say, they don't always keep it up to date. Could you give some summary advice? So somebody that's listening right now, they're thinking about taking a road trip and they might be concerned about what they're going to find out there. Can you summarize a piece of advice for someone that's thinking that? Yeah, I think that if you're being as safe as possible, In a lot of ways, it's not all that different than if you're just at home. Even being at home, you have to go out to the store, you have to put gas in your car. And so I would just take the same kind of precautions that you're taking at home and just take those with you on the road. And it sounds like, as you said before, there's there's going to be a bit of research involved in figuring out how things are different along your route. So things might be a little bit different. You might need to be a little flexible. Yeah. Even though kind of the whole idea of a road trip is to kind of be free as the breeze and just go where the road takes you, I think it's a good idea to just to be as prepared as you can and as informed as you can right now. Yeah, I appreciate it. I've been wanting to speak with somebody that's actually out there moving about the country. Every part of the country is a little bit different. So very helpful. I appreciate you coming on. Where can people find you online? Where should we send them? So you can find me at familygapyearguide.com. Family gap year being the term that's kind of popular now to describe families that are taking a year off to travel, to be on the road. A lot of families are either saving up to do that or working on the road. So on the website, familygapyearguide.com, we teach regular families how they can take life on the road and travel full time. We've got resources and blog posts on the site and all about the places we've visited. And we also have an online course that covers absolutely everything you need to know about how to take life on the road from making the decision to preparing to go, decluttering all your stuff, knowing what to store, what to give away, what to donate, selling or renting your house, and then a a huge unit on road schooling because that's a big thing for families. That's great. I'll definitely link to that in the show notes because I can attest that it's a great site, a lot of great information and something that I've thought about a little bit too. So it's, there's a lot to dig through there. So I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, it was great. Thanks so much. 
I hope you enjoyed this talk with Megan. If you are thinking about hitting the road this summer, you definitely have a better understanding of what to expect. I have the usual favor to ask. I would love to be able to grow the audience and have more people enjoy worry-free travel. So please share this show with your friends. You can email people, mention it to them if you know any podcast listeners. And as you probably know, reviews and ratings help a lot. If you leave a review, I will definitely read it. I would love to hear feedback. Any of these things can help. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Safe travels.